You know, in Matthew 1, verse 18 to 25, this is one of the stories that talk about the birth of Christ. And I just want to give you a couple things. Let us read together. If, it, if you don't have your Bible, you can look on the screen. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, oh, we need more just men in this world, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought in these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. You know how, are there anything that's being conceived in our life that is not of God? Oh, everybody's quiet. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And let's read this together. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I want to speak to you in a short moment of God with me and for me. Say it. God is with me and for me. With me and for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God is with me and for me. I don't know about you, but God is with me and for me. See, he's with me and he's for me. I want you to look at Romans 8 and verse 31. It says this, what shall we then say to these things? What things? If God be, what? What? I want you to put, if God be for me, who can be against me? So the topic of my sermon is God with me and he's also for me. Look at your neighbor the other side. Say, God is with me and he's also for me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word. For your word is life and is everlasting. Let the words leap off the pages and into our heart. Help us, anoint us, our minds that we may understand, our hearts we may receive, and our ears to not just listen, but to really hear what you're about to share. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, when Jesus came upon this earth, um, uh, many people wonder uh, it's because it was prophesied in the book of Isaiah and the prophets had said that the, unto us will be born uh, a child through a virgin and his name will be called Emmanuel. He is with us, but oftentimes we know that God is with us, but do we really know that God is for us? You know that did you know that there are certain people, uh, you know, I remember when you were in high school, and, oh, okay, that, that's too far back, but you remember when you, you were somewhere and you're traveling with people, but when uh, you needed them, uh, they really didn't have your back? They might be with you, but they weren't really for you. Oh. 
But Jesus came not just to be with us, but he's also for us. And there's a big difference between being with somebody and being for someone. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. And it's because there, there's a whole lot of people that when you're on the way up, they want to be with you. But when you're going through some turmoil, they don't want to be for you. But Jesus says, not only am I with you, I'm there when uh, you need me, but I'm also for what you're about. And I want people, you know, that the Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against us? Brothers and sisters, in this season, I want to leave you with this understanding. Last week we spoke about being connected or connect for. But there are people that is in our life, there are things in our life that we know that God is with us. But then we question, God, are you really for me? You know, one of the hardest things uh, is uh, believing God and then not see things happen. Because when you believe God and not see things happen, it begins to hurt. And in that hurt, you don't want to believe anymore. Oh, y'all. It's, it's, like, it's like when the mother of Samuel, the prophet, uh, she believed God for so long uh, that she would have a son. It, it's like Zacharias and Elizabeth, uh, which was the parents of John the Baptist. The Bible says that they were both old. The Bible says stricken with years. That, that inside their body, there was no capability of giving birth. It's like Abraham and Sarah. He was like a hundred when he had his son Isaac and his wife was like, oh, like, oh, 90. And the birth, and so could you imagine when uh, the visitors came and told Abraham and she heard him and the Bible says that she laughed and so they named this son Isaac, which means laughter. Sometimes in our life that it hurts to believe. Oh, yeah. And so it's easier to say, God, I know you're with me, but you really, are you for me? Because it's easy to say, ah, God is with me. But then when we go through certain things and, and we believe God for a certain area of our life, and then we wonder, I know God is with me, but is, is he really for me to get better? Is he really for my marriage to get better? Is he really for me to get uh, 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 more money? Or is he really for me to get out of being broke? Is he really for me that my children that went the wrong way is one day going to go into ministry oh you didn't hear me is it Lord uh, I've been believing I know you're with me but are you for me but yet the Bible says and what and what shall we say to these things is anybody going through some things you've been believing for your children so long and that every time somebody come and uh, the pastor or somebody you don't know and give you a prophetic word and said, I know one day your, your son or your daughter will come back home and, and they're going to live right and they're going to go into the ministry. And you get so hurt because you've got to protect your heart because you've been believing. And oftentimes believing actually hurts. 
And then the worst thing is when you're going through marital problems and, and people come up and you see people that have good marriages and they give you these secrets and, and you want to learn these secrets and, and, and then it hurts. And, said, you know, and then the older couple would tell you, I remember, the older couple would say, Lom, you're going to be okay. It's going to get better. And you're like, uh-uh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to manage my hurt. I'm trying to manage my pain. But God is not just with us. He is for us. Oh. Because the Bible says that he knew you and me while we were yet in our mother's womb. Did you know he knew how many hair you're going to have on your head? The Bible says that he knows the very number of hair. And I've got a lot of hair. And a number of hair upon our head. The Bible says that he knew you when you were still in your mom's womb. He knew how tall you're going to be. He knew what kind of hair you're going to have. He knew your personality. And to what? To ordain you so that he had a purpose. And the Bible also says that his thoughts towards us is of good to give us hope and a purpose and a plan in our life. See, God didn't just come so that we can just have Christmas and beautiful decoration and gifts and be with people. But God says, I'm not just with you, I'm for you. When everybody else leaves, I'm for you. When you're going through stuff, I'm for you. When I see you dealing with depression, I'm for you. When I, I see you dealing with marital uh, 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 hardships, I'm for you. I'm not just uh, for you uh, uh, when things are cool and great. I am for you when you're going through. Amen. See, during Christmas, it's, it's difficult. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you can ask my wife, and, and I'm very transparent. I've been kind of buh humbug. You know, I look at the Christmas list and, and, uh, and, and, and all I can, I, I don't see anything on the Christmas list or nothing. All I see is dollar signs. <laughs> like, how much is the white elephant gift this year? Like, can a brother just give $5? How much, what does she need? She says, honey, uh, she's big now. I said, how many pair of jeans do you need? And you're looking at, and, and it's just like you get into this, 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 this funk, this cloud. And then I can imagine if, if you are like some of my siblings and, uh, who are older, they, they now have grandkids. And you, can, you got to buy for the children and the grandkids. It's not a, it doesn't stop with just the children. It's now the grandkids. And so as a father, as a man, and, 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 and around this year, and I always notice that how come the bill company never give me a gift and say, you don't have to pay this month? <laughs> you ever notice that? That would be a miracle. And so during this time, instead of having joyous time, we're about to celebrate Christmas here in a few days. Tomorrow is Eve of Christmas and the next day. I want to leave you with this, that knowing that no matter what you're dealing with, you might be, uh, you might be dealing with family that's very difficult to handle. You know, we always got one of those. <laughs> you, you, you see, y'all shaking the hell. 
you know, and, 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 and we, we all have one. And I pray for God's mercy if you have more than one. Because you ever go to those parties and you don't really want to go because you know so-and-so is going to be there. And you look at them and you're like, you're really related to me? And they're like, yeah, on your mother's side. Like, really? And then you got another one that's on your father's side. It's just cray-cray. And in that time, you really need God to be with you. Because, you know, when I get into that place this morning, I, I was just dealing with things this week and, and, and being in that mode. And I try to change and I'm looking I'm watching a, a, a service going on in another city. And and the pastor was preaching and he started just dancing before the Lord. And I started dancing before the Lord in my office. And as I was just sending my trying to get my notes to send forward to the to, to the guys so they could put it on the screen. I begin to praise God and begin to share shout and jumping up and down uh, in my home. I, I wasn't even dressed for church yet. And, and I, you know, my hair wasn't the way I wanted it yet. But, but God, I said, God, uh, it's just me and you. And I've got to break this off of me because God, I know you're with me. But the problem is not knowing that you're with me. The problem is my mind sometimes doesn't tell me that you're for me. And if God be for you, then know that God will have things in order so that you can live your life and bring joy. You know, I often uh, wonder about people that preach like this, that, that everything you do is bad and God is not out there unless you do it right and you, all this religious stuff. Now, why would that bring you glory? Why would that bring him glory? You know, why would it bring God glory to keep you in a place of sickness? And people would say, I thought your God is a healer and you're always sick. Uh, why would God, uh, why would that bring him glory uh, to constantly see you begging on the street corner or in poverty? That's not God's will. That doesn't bring him glory. I thought you told me uh, that your God is good. That doesn't bring God glory. When in a, we are in a place that's beaten down and we serve a God that is so good. And the problem is that uh, that invalidates us. The reason why we don't receive certain things from God is because our, our mind believes that God is with us. But the problem is our mind don't believe that he is for us. You know, I remember, you know, as a young couple being married, you know, my wife and I have different personalities, different, even though we look like Chinese, but actually her culture is Brazilian. I remember having to teach her Chinese ways. I'm like, really? And she said, you know that I'm not real. I grew up in Brazil, honey. And so there were times where every time she would speak with me, I felt like there, she was not with me. Or, you know, she was fighting me constantly. You know, that's what I felt. And one day she, she sat me down and she said, honey, can, can I just talk to you? And I, I'm, I'm ready to fight because that's just how I am. You know, you, us guys, we're we ready to fight. We, we are surviving and, 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 and saying, you know, you're not going to come against th this thing. 
And she sat me down and, and she, in the most loving way, she said, honey, do you know that I'm for you, right? And, it, and she says, you know that I'm on the same team as you, right? And, you know, being an athlete, for some reason, every other way of her talking to me didn't make sense. But when she put it in terms of soccer, it made sense. <laughs> or in terms of team sports, it made sense. She goes, you know that on the same team, that if you're winning, I'm winning. And if you're losing, I'm losing. And so, honey, I'm not against you. I am for you. And all of a sudden, it began to change my mind that, wait a minute, uh, my wife isn't just with me. She's actually for me. Uh, she's right. We are on the same team. If she loses, I lose. If I lose, she loses. If I win, she wins. If she wins, I win. And for some reason, that changed. And I find that in the church is the same because the church of God and the relationship we have to God, the church is like the wife or the bride of God. Oh, listen to me. Everything that comes against us and it doesn't work out, we think that, yes, God, you're with me, but are you for me? We might not speak like that, but we get comfortable because it hurts so much to believe. Oh, it hurts so much to believe when you don't see things happen. You know, it's, I, I counsel a lot of married couples. You see them go through some pain of, of marriage. And they keep believing God, and, and finally they just settle. You know, I, got, I, I know people that are highly educated that have settled in their marriage. That just say, well, you know what, we, we'll live like this, and we won't get a divorce, but things will never get better. Uh, their marriage is cold as ice. Uh, she doesn't even, uh, they don't even want to share their social media stuff. That no, no pictures is, isn't displayed of family at all. Just the kids and them and not the spouse. <laughs> See, you, you get to a place where you, you make deals uh, to, to manage, the, you know, to manage the, the things that you deal with. And then every time somebody like me come and say, you know, my marriage is actually better today than it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, people get all like, you just showing off. Well, pastor, uh, not everybody's like you. Oh, well, that's because uh, uh, God, God, God hears you and not me. You see, we know God is with us, but you don't realize that he is for us. See, everybody, you're thinking in your mind now in areas of your life, See, we rather settle for the second best than get God's best. Because I'll be honest with you, believing is like a fight, and you get tired of believing. You get tired of believing for your spouse. You get tired of believing for your children. You get tired of believing that God win. You get tired of believing and fighting that one day God will heal you, and yet you don't see anything. And to see, uh, the, the biggest enemy of the best is just good enough. You know, the biggest enemy of having the best is good. God doesn't just want you to be good. He wants you to be the best. 
And so this Christmas season, I, I want to ask you a question is, are, are you just settling and knowing that God is with you? Because he is. The Bible says this. It said, even if you make your bed in hell, God is there. Wow. Even if you made your bed in hell, God is there with you. But the problem is, it's not the with you that I have a problem with, Lord. I have to deal with my bah humbug because I question if you, I know you're with me, but God, are you, are you really for me? Are you for me to get better? Are you for me to be a better husband? Are you for me to be a better father? Are you for me to be a better business person? Are you for me for this church? Because every week uh, I question it and, and people say, Pastor, how come this person? Or how come, how come, how come? I hear so many how comes. And all I can say is, I don't know. And all I can say is, I know God is with us. But then I get down and I have a conversation with the Lord and say, God, if you're with this church, if you're with this ministry, if you're with the, what you have called me to do, but are you for what I'm doing? And the difference is we get settled down because we are so comfortable in our tradition. We are so comfortable in having nothing. You ever notice, uh, I was listening, you ever notice that when, there, when, you, when you are comfortable, you begin to manage your own little weird systems? I remember sitting down with a couple, and they were both ministers, and literally I was in shock. When they were sitting down, they were shouting at each other. I was just like, whoa. And you know what's funny is they both would laugh about it and said, that's how we talk. I said, oh, wow, really? And, and they got comfortable with realizing they can't, they don't expect more. They just expect that. Brother and sister, I don't, I don't want you to just think that God is with you. I want you to begin to change and say, Lord, change my mind that God, you're for me and not just with me. Because I know you're with me. Because even if I made my bed in hell, you're with me. I want to leave you with a couple scriptures here, and we're going to close. We're going to take communion. Look at this, what the Bible says in 2 John 1 and 2, verse 2. For the truth's sake, which dwell in us, and it shall be with us forever. Who is that truth he's talking about? Jesus. Because he is the ultimate truth. That's why the Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but my word or my truth is forever. He's quoting for the truth's sake which dwell in us and it shall be with us. It means that God is not only with us, but he is in us so that if he's in us, then he is for us or else he wouldn't dwell in you. Why would God, who is holy, dwell in something he's not with or for? Anyway. Yeah, I know, I mess you up. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 and 6, and we're going to close with this and Matthew 28. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave you. 
nor forsake you, so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. See, while other people is with you when it's getting good, but when it's getting tough, they're not for you anymore. I don't want people to be just with me. I want people to be with me and for me. And God says, you know what? If the whole world leaves you, I'm still there with you and I'm still there for you. Matthew 28 and 20. Look at what Jesus says. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the world. This Christmas, wherever you're having your party, your family, there could be some cray-cray cousins, uncles. My young people call it cray-cray. You know, they might not be normal. They might be the one that just like, I can't believe we share the same bloodline. I've got some of those. My family's huge. We got them on both sides. And we have some that we didn't even know existed, but they coming. Just remember one thing when all else and everything else go. Remember one thing, God is with you and he's for you to succeed. He's for you to say, son, daughter, I love you and I want my best for you. You know, one of the things is, as I'm raising children, especially my eldest daughter now who's 15, is a teenager, and I get very animated when I watch her play volleyball. Like, I get loud. Like, all day loud. Like, if they're on the court, it doesn't matter. The ball could be going that way. I'm still, you, you know what she says to me? She said, whenever you're not there, Dad, my team even say, where's your dad? And I said, is that a bad thing? She goes, no, they, they like it because they know that you're there cheering for them. And see, God is on the sideline, not saying, they're saying, oh, I can't wait to bop them on the head when they mess up. <laughs> see, I grew up believing Jesus like that. I was like, oh, God's going to hammer me now. But God's sitting there saying, come on, even when you hit the ball outside the court and the, it's over there, God is sitting there saying, I'm for you. I'm right here with you, but I'm also for you. Even when you mess up, God says, I'm for you. Let us stand.